0: I'm Regina Beach, and you're listening to Saturn Returns, a podcast about life changes, events, and challenges with a clear before and after. I've taken a hiatus after season one, and this week I'm launching season two, devoted to the Camino de Santiago. In these current times of closed borders, social isolation, and self quarantine, I bring you episodes featuring the international camaraderie of the incredible pilgrims I met last year when I hiked 500 miles from Saint-Jean-Pied-de-Port, France to Santiago de Compostela, Spain. I've never experienced such multiculturalism, such openness, and so many people of all ages and backgrounds tackling the same goal. People hike the ancient pilgrimage route for many reasons. It was first a pagan route to the end of the world called Finisterre where pilgrims set out to find knowledge and wisdom. Then it was a Catholic pilgrimage route to drum up support against the Moors where pilgrims who made it to St. James's final resting place wouldn't have to wait in purgatory before they were sent to heaven. Today some people walk the 800 kilometer French route or any of the dozens of other pilgrimage routes that crisscross Europe for a variety of reasons. When Pilgrims finished, the Pilgrims Reception Office in Santiago issues certificates, called Compostelas, to Pilgrims on foot, horse, or bike who have journeyed for religious reasons, spiritual reasons, or for athletic pursuit. I recorded conversations with more than 70 Pilgrims over my 31 days of walking. I sat on these interviews for so long because they're so dear to my heart, and I worry they're not good enough. They certainly aren't polished. Typically when I'm interviewing someone, we're sitting in a quiet room with proper microphone placement. My subjects know what they want to talk about, and they're speaking in their mother tongue. Not so much this season. I think the pilgrims I interviewed are so brave. Many of them didn't speak English as their first language, and most of those had never been interviewed by anyone, let alone in a foreign language. Some of the recordings have the sound of our footsteps or the wind. They have the background chatter of other pilgrims or traffic. Please forgive me for the times our voices are too loud or too quiet. This season is a labor of love, highlighting the extraordinary lengths people will go to to tackle physical and psychological challenges and how once they've accomplished something that in the beginning seemed impossible, they're never ever the same.
1: I'm drinking right now a little coffee. And a little wine.
0: And what time is it?
1: It is almost 8 o'clock. Depends now, a.m. or p.m. I would say it's a.m.
0: It's 8 a.m. We're sitting in the restaurant in César Menor and eating tortillas, drinking coffee, and red wine. Why did you come on the Camino?
1: Because of a new way of drinking, eating, eating, just enjoying life.
0: Thomas was my first friend on the Camino. We had gotten the same shared van ride from the airport in Barents to St. Pied de Port in France. I briefly considered for a second walking straight out of the airport, but adding another 55 kilometers in two days to my already seemingly tight itinerary seemed unwise if I wanted to make it to Santiago before my flight on May 2nd. We stayed in the same albergue in St. Jean the night before we sent out walking.
1: Okay, uh, I'm Thomas from Salzburg, Austria. Um, I'm working in a a big store for electronic stuff.
0: And how long will you walk on the Camino? Um, Just
1: 22 days. I hope to get to Leon minimum, if I'm using the speed like now. And otherwise, well, we will see, no idea.
0: In the future will you go to Santiago? Yes, for sure. You've seen a lot of documentaries and videos about the Camino.
1: Yes, I've seen quite many on YouTube. It is very helpful using those videos and documentaries, getting prepared for the Camino.
0: Can you talk about the place we stayed last night? You knew the woman who ran um, the guest house.
1: Um, Well, she was as well in one documentary, in a Swiss documentary, pretty pretty nice lady in her best years and she is very helpful helping every pilgrim watching just one second a pilgrim knowing then already the problem they have and try to fix it.
0: She helped me learn a new way to tie my shoes. She said it would keep me from getting blisters on the bottom of my feet. And you saw her helping pilgrims with their feet on the documentary. Right, correct. Her name is Maribel and we thought she was so sweet. She
1: is, she is indeed.
0: She had a beautiful garden in her place and was really uh, warm and welcoming.
1: Right, correct. It's a perfect alberga and she's the heart of it.
0: How did you arrive to Saint-Jean from Salzburg? By train. It just took me
1: almost one day, but it is the way to come down, maybe better than using the plane. And it was also fascinating how fast the French train are going, more than 300 kilometers an hour. That was pretty nice. The most exciting part of the Camino for sure, the people you meet, definitely.
0: Can you tell me about some of the people you have met? There are so many,
1: but the Camino is not yet over and I'm very excited to meet others, but till now I just can say they're all human beings, they are on their own way, helping each other and it's not the way or the same way then you see the people uh, during your normal life so that's the good thing about it
0: It's been incredible meeting people from Hungary and from America, Germany, Austria, French people people from Brazil and All over Europe I met a woman from China and several people who traveled from Korea, some Australians, someone from New Zealand, people come from every corner. Austria, Uh,
1: (laughs) you shouldn't forget please. (laughs) Austria, it's very tiny but nice as well.
0: I've been given so many tips for other places around the world to visit and everyone comes with a really pure heart. There's a lot of sharing and a lot of community building on the Camino. Some people come alone. Some people come with groups of friends. Some people come with their significant others. But everyone's walking to Santiago and people have different budgets, different agendas, different lengths of time. Some people go for short periods, a week or two weeks, and then come back year after year to finish. Some people have infinite time and are gonna spend four, five, six weeks walking to Santiago or continuing to the coast or even down through Portugal. There are so many different routes. We're on the French route right now, which starts, well, some people start even further north in France, but the unofficial starting point where I started was Saint-Jean-Pied-de-Port. Actually, you
1: start always your way your camino at home doesn't matter where you're from you're you're starting the camino by traveling to the starting point you also can start the camino by walk from your home except you're american Uh, except of course you would swim over the whole atlantic
0: Yeah, that would prove really difficult. Or you'd have to walk over the Arctic through Canada, up over the uh, Arctic Circle into Russia and then down through Asia into Europe. That could be a really long journey too. I don't want to
1: imagine like this because it was already last night, so freaky cold in Pamplona, which seemed to be warmer than it was right now.
0: Yeah, we experienced uh, hailstones. We went into a cafe in Pamplona and when we came out it started, it was like ice or hail coming down. It was actually pretty miserable and I was wearing flip-flops and just thin little silk sock liners because I couldn't bear to put my hiking shoes back on. But others,
1: especially Germans, are more freaky and just wearing their lederhosen. That's the traditionally clothes they are using for some beer festivals especially. And there was as well one guy who was just wearing a lederhosen yesterday because he just made his laundry and didn't finish it yet.
0: I met Uli through Thomas. People with the same mother tongue, in their case German, seemed to find each other on the Camino. It was blustery when we spoke, so forgive the sound of the wind.
2: Oh, I'm Uli, I'm from Lower Bavaria, it's uh, in Germany. And uh, I walked the Camino.
0: How did you find out about the Camino? What inspired you?
2: Oh, uh, with eight friends of me, we sat together with some beers, and one said, hey, let's walk the Camino. Okay, everybody was on. Then, um, five minutes later, the first asked, what is the Camino? Oh, it's hiking. Um, okay, the so first one was out. After two days, three others were out, and so on. At least there were three guys. One of my friends uh, get a new job, so he was out. So we decided to go next year. The next year, my other friend and his girlfriend get gets pregnant, so he was out too. And the next year, I decided to go alone.
0: It's good to do it even though your friends didn't uh, want to come with you. What have you seen so far?
2: Many impressions. Uh, yeah. First that I can walk so long oh, and my feet uh, doesn't yeah, doesn't stop. <laughs> it's fantastic uh, and, and the people are so nice. You, you learn so much people from all over the world and you talk together in English with a little Spain, perhaps some hunger, hungry words. And, uh, but all came together. You need old, uh, young, fat, less, tall, uh, people from everywhere.
0: I know, it's really amazing, isn't it? Are you Catholic? Is there a spiritual meaning for the Camino for you?
2: Uh, I'm a Catholic, but I'm not on a mission or something. I'm not searching for myself or, or searching for a spiritual way or something else. I will enjoy the walking, or the sports, but I will enjoy the, the culture on the way. The culture of uh, churches, of eating, of the people, of the land, and at the end, uh, it's it's good to, to get out of the job to recover your energy.
0: Yeah, for sure. Can you tell me about your work?
2: Oh, I'm a journalist at a small, I know, a middle town for a local newspaper. I write about everything what has happened in the city, from little stories, a little bit sport, a little bit politics, a little bit, a little bit of everything.
0: Will you write about your trip for the paper?
2: Uh, perhaps, uh, I must thinking because it's complicated. Yeah. You could write one paper in the newspaper. You have so many impressions on the Camino.
0: When we were in Pamplona, you brought a group of pilgrims to a big surprise.
2: Pamplona is the city of the bulls. You can run with the bulls. There is a shop and there are six um, models of bulls. You get, uh, <laughs> you get the t-shirt and the bandana uh, of the, the runners with the boards, and you can make photos. And uh, the ladies in the shop are very nice, and they have many ideas how you can uh, make the photo and how you can scream. It was uh, the nice one was uh, I met my friends and you, uh, and I said, "Okay, uh, we're I, in the
0: cathedral. We're in this beautiful cathedral. Yes, in the and cathedral. <laughs> and you're like, okay,
2: okay. Uh, I said, I have uh, I have an idea." It only takes five minutes, it's absolutely harmless, but uh, one or two of us will be killed.
0: Yeah, we were like, will be killed? Huh? And it was amazing! It was so fun to put on the costumes. Check out the show notes to see one of our bull photos. Have you done a long walk before?
2: Uh, Two years ago, uh, I walked the Camino uh, and I started from Leon. It's nearly the half of the way. This year I decided to go the whole distance. But uh, I have to hurry. My brother uh, will married in uh, four weeks. So I must be home again. <laughs> Perhaps I, I could uh, explain it to my brother, but I c- couldn't explain to my mother that I'm in Spain when my younger brother get married.
0: What will you do when you're back in Germany? Go back to work?
2: Uh, yes, uh, I must. <laughs> no, I like my job. I really like my job.
0: That's real... the best job in the world. Ah, it's so good to hear, because I think a lot of people here are either between jobs or they quit jobs or they're looking for something. And you seem to be very content with your life. Uh,
2: yes, this was uh, the impression of my first Camino. Okay, my, my job is a little bit uh, with stress and so on. And, and I thought I need a break. But after three days at the Camino, uh, I recognized, hey, I don't have problems. (laughs) Other people have problems.
0: It's really humbling to hear everybody's stories and see where everyone's coming from and what sacrifices they've made to be able to walk in Spain. Yeah, uh,
2: uh, at my first Camino, I was uh, really a a man and a story I will never forget. I met him on the way and we talked uh, together. He was from Germany too, from Berlin. And he told me, I didn't say a word he just began started to to tell me his story one year before his wife getting crazy. they have two little daughters, and the wife took a uh, his wife took a knife and uh, go with the knife to him and the children uh, he and the children go to the, the sleeping room shut shut the door and the story go on one week after this week. he decided my wife had to go to to the doctor, he, his wife got in to mental hospital, and so he's he's alone with his two little daughters, uh, five and seven years old, and he told me uh, this was one year ago, and now he took the daughters to uh, his parents, uh, so he can walk the Camino for three weeks, and he just have to tell somebody the story, and this was me, and. And I didn't know what I should say because what what should you say? Should you say, "Oh, it will all be, will be fine," or you can't say, you, you can't say that. But uh, then we walked on, and I uh, was thinking, I was thinking, I was thinking, what should I say? What should I say to this man? I'm I'm not uh, not a theologist, uh, something else. So, uh, but we we went around a corner, and on the Camino, on every stop sign. Somebody have written, don't stop. So <laughs> don't with a blocker. And this was the only, the only stop sign on the whole Camino I ever see that uh, there the, the wasn't not a don't stop, there was stop, and uh, below uh, it stands hammer time. The guy uh, and I know the uh, hammer too, and so I didn't say a word about the story. We, uh, we just uh, look at it together and say, okay, hammer time. And we walk like empty hammer for one kilometer. <laughs> <We> <laughs> oh, it's so funny. We laughed so much. And this is the Camino. The, the man told me his story, his real cruel story. Uh, and I didn't know what to say. We came around the corner and then there was hammer time.
0: That's the serendipity. You get what you need when you need it on the Camino. Uh,
2: one beautiful thing of the Camino is uh, a menu of the pilgrims. It's really, really good. It costs slow, it's fresh, you get a drink with it, it's really really good. On my first Camino, after that I was really fit, but I have two kilos more on on my belly.
0: It's I think the Spanish way to have like good food, good wine. And you have earned the
2: food after walking a whole day.
0: Oh, of course, you're so hungry. I also started in Saint-Jean, which is one of the unofficial starting points, because it's amazing people start from everywhere.
2: It was uh, the uh, so, so, so first big surprise at the Camino because my bus driver, a uh, Frenchman, looks like Rudi Völler. <laughs> Rudi Völler is a famous German football player and, and a, a nice guy, a really nice guy. Uh, and were you're like, and, what
0: and are you doing driving this bus? <laughs> Go get yeah, back the yeah.
2: <laughs> and there's, there's And there's a famous song in Germany, Es gibt nur ein Rudi Völler, es gibt nur ein Rudi Völler. It means there's only one Rudi Völler. But then I get on the bus and the bus driver was Rudy Fröller too. <laughs> so the song is wrong.
0: <laughs> Did you take a picture to your, send to your friends?
2: Uh, yes, certainly.
0: Uh, what types of things do you have in your pack? I think you have a little friend with you in your pocket. Oh, you mean
2: uh, Ludwig? Uh,
0: yeah.
2: Oh yes, uh, Ludwig is a, uh, uh, how do you call it? Uh, a
0: ladybug. A
2: ladybug. Wh- 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 why a ladybug?
0: I don't know. We have like, ladybug, ladybug, fly away home, your house is on fire, your children have gone. But it's I don't know why we call them a ladybug. What do you call it in German?
2: Uh, Marienkäfer. What
0: does
2: it mean? Uh, Maria, the name. Oh, yeah, And yeah, yeah. Käfer means bug. Okay. Uh, Maria bug.
0: So similar. Maria bug. Uh. Okay. Why do you have a ladybug in your pocket?
2: Oh, it's it's for Vincent, my, my godson. There is a German television uh, for children. And There are two mice, there are the older ones and uh, the little one is the ladybug, he's called Ludwig. Uh, Vincent just can say Lulu <laughs> uh, and so I took uh, Ludwig the Lulu uh, with me and make uh, for Vincent a short video every day where I am and what I have done this day.
0: And yesterday we were in a town that was celebrating a relay race for The Basque region. They're doing a 11-day relay through all of the provinces in southern France and northern Spain that will raise money to preserve the Basque language.
2: Uh, Yes, it was very nice and I can understand it because I'm from Bavaria. The other west of Germany often could understand us. Or we can switch, when we don't like that, se- 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 <laughs> they will understand us, we can switch. Uh, and so it's nice uh, to make to make a run for uh, your own culture.
0: Yeah, I think so too. Without
2: bulls. Nobody, Without bulls. Nobody will hurt.
0: No. And it is true that uh, we're losing small languages all the time. And the regional languages get swallowed up by big languages, by like German and Spanish and English. and. Um, it's good to have people who want to preserve the cultural traditions. You had a cultural tradition that sh- um, I was noticing you were wearing some special clothing.
2: Clothing? Oh, you mean my leather trousers? Yes. Okay, yes.
0: You have a bet with your local pub that you brought Lederhosen to the Camino.
2: Uh, yes, yes. Uh doesn't <laughs> weigh so much, but it's, it's nice to have it.
0: And you told me that your friend's family has been making these types of trousers for 800 years. It's incredible. Anything else you want to share?
2: Uh, buen camino.
0: Buen camino! Thank you, Uli. I'm Regina Beach, and you've been listening to Saturn Returns. Thanks to Thomas and Uli for sharing your stories. Thanks to all the kind folks I met on my Camino, and thanks to you for listening. If you like what you hear, subscribe, rate, and review the show on iTunes, or listen and see pictures to go with this episode at reginagbeach.com. See you next time.